Good evening, fuckheads. What's happening? Hey, listen, I don't mean you're a fuckhead, really, or to insult you if you're a new listener. I'm just, I'm saying that kind of in an amicable way, like, hey, buddy, how are you? What's going on, fuckhead? <clears throat> Long day? You know, the freaking crazy productive day I've had here. It's been raining for most of the day. Spent the first half of it with my dog sitting on the couch watching a little uh, Richard Attenborough, David Attenborough, whatever the hell his name is, Nature, it's my new thing. You wouldn't friggin' believe if you haven't watched Blue Planet or um, the BBC Nature series with David Attenborough, the camera angles that there are and the storyline and the sound effects that they insert in these stories and the, the interaction that these various creatures in the sea and across the earth the interaction that they share and the way they cooperate and shit I saw a friggin toad that is friggin toad climbs up the lives in the in south uh, between Brazil and Argentina or something this crazy rainforest area that's so rich in, in abundant wildlife this toad is climbing up this like mountain and there's a tarantula that's going to eat it that specifically eats toads, hunts and kills toads. And the toad just freezes up when it sees the tarantula and it rolls off of the mountain. And it's so light that, and it tucks so significantly that it doesn't hurt itself at all. And it tumbles all the way down a friggin' mountain and lands in a little puddle. It's like a little piece of rubber, like a little rubber ball. Just go bing, bing, bing. Rolls down the thing, gets out of Dodge, and then walks away like nothing happened. It's freaking crazy. I saw uh, these uh, little baby groupers, or groupers, yeah, that were taking, uh, trying to find a place to lay their eggs. And so there's all this, there's a plastic bottle on the on the seafloor, and there's a big rock, and then, oh, there's a little coconut shell, half a coconut shell. And it pushed it under this anemone so that it wouldn't drift away in the current and it lays eggs on it and these little eggs look like little tiny I don't know uh, like a clown's balloon they make balloon animals out of it imagine like these little orange rubber balloons and it sticks them to the shell of the coconut and then the male goes in there and squirts its semen on there and fertilizes those eggs the next thing you see are little faces, little, 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 those little balloons feel like they're, they're, it's like you drew a little face on them, these little fish faces, and the next thing you know, they squiggle, 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 eventually, and they're off into another watery environment, off into the wild blue yonder. Fucking unbelievable, the things, the nature that abounds, that we just, you know, we, we don't completely understand it. Even in these crazy camera angles, we can see these things happening, but... I think feel like there's so much that we don't know or appreciate about this beautiful, wonderful world we live in. Um, so I'm going to share this quote with you because I got maybe about five minutes till I pull up to the house, and I'm tired and hungry. But I was thinking about this. Here's the quote: "As far as we can discern, the sole purpose of human existence is to kindle a light of meaning in the darkness of mere being." One more time. As far as we can discern, the sole purpose of human existence is to kindle a light of meaning 
in the darkness of mere being. That's Carl G. Young. Crazy, right? So we're trying to kindle a light of meaning in the darkness of mere being. So here we are on this earth. What's this all about? Ever wonder? Ever try to make sense of what the world is about and, and why do things happen this way and, and this crazy vast world around us and science telling us about galaxies and multiple universes and crazy planets and you know I looked up today just out of curiosity why are planets round why are they all depicted as round that's a little curious isn't it I knew that there was probably a sensible explanation why are planets round because of gravity and it explained that as you have um, matter in the universe tends to clump together and as the matter clumps together, it starts to develop a force like a, that pulls all those particles together, kind of holds them together. And then that force causes that matter to spin. And when things spin, they spin faster towards the edges than they do towards the center. And it said... To explain this, to illustrate this to yourself, sit on a stool that swivels and spin around a circle. Keep your hands tucked to your sides at first and then unfold them as you spin and you'll feel that as you bring your arms out to the side and extend them that your arms and hands are moving far quicker than your trunk. It's simple physics of spinning. So, as an object, let's say it was a clump of stuff and it looked like a square or a rectangle, there's all these, these, this matter clumped together, and it started, the gravity started it to spin, the edges are going to go faster than the center, and this causes basically everything to round to, be, to assume a sphere. It's the most, uh, it makes the most physical sense and talked about different planets that they spin faster than others so like Jupiter really spins fast and that's why if you look at certain planets they're thicker at the equator because all the matter tends to clump in that towards that waistline whereas the Earth and other um, Neptune and I think Venus they were particularly round almost like marbles I thought that my, my whole point about that two minute conversation there about why are planets round is because you ever fucking wonder about the shit that goes on around you and say, man, how does this work? What's going on there? Is there a God? Is there, uh, was there a Jesus? Uh, what about these other religions? Thousands of them, different geographies. What if I was born um, in India? Well, maybe I would be Hindu or Muslim. And if I was born in the Middle East, I would be Muslim. If I was born in Europe, chances are I'm going to be a Christian. So, just just wondering, not picking on religion, it's just, just wondering about everything, about God, about the forces of creation, about the Bible, about circumstances of life, and, and why, do, why does this happen? Why do the events, as we experience them, occur? And, wh and, and why? How? 
It's friggin' fascinating. We're trying to kindle a little flame, put a little bit of, cast a little bit of light on all of the wonder, all of the the darkness of mere being. Because sometimes it's like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, you really stop and think about things. This world is crazy, right? It can drive you mad just just trying to consider all the various goings on and and it's fascinating. And so I thought that that was a beautiful quote. And I love shit like that. Trying to shed a little bit of light on our shadow of mere being. And think about this, going back to the BBC and David Attenborough. Think about all these other creatures that we consider lesser than us. Like a sea sponge or an anemone or that to- the toad that turns into a rubble ball, rubber ball and escapes, or snakes that we view as ugly and deadly and, and should be feared or killed, or crocodiles. So I was, I was, he was talking about caimans and reptiles. I'm looking at these creatures and I'm like, oh my God, so they are fearsome. They are cold-blooded, literally and figuratively, and just seem to be on a completely more raw level of existence. They're just savage and just matter-of-factly going about their their life of, you know, the way they communicate and the way they they exist and eat and mate and all these things that just seem so um, I don't know, random or just rough around the edges, crude from our human perspective because we actually ponder uh, as far as we know, we are among you know, a few species that consider the world around us and wonder why we, why we're capable of pondering why. What is going on here? Why am I here? What is this life all about? How can we build a better mousetrap? As far as we know, I mean, we, we, we go about, we watch these shows and are like, uh, yeah, Look at these animals. Oh, they're stupid. They're 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 aren't they beautiful? But yeah, they're just we think of them as a lesser life form. And maybe in some ways they are. And maybe in a lot of ways they are smarter than us. Think about creatures in the deep open the ocean. Like there's something called a hagfish. And this is like an ancient, ancient creature that's not even a fish and it doesn't have a jaw a mouth or a jaw. It just got these little uh, little kind of sandpaper teeth and it'll go up to something dead and kind of saw away out of it real quick. Looks like a snake. The ugliest freaking thing you've ever seen. It's, you know, repulsive. But it's an organism. It's it's a life form. It, you look at the way, um, what was another example? These fish. Okay, so sardines. They're talking about, they, they, they showed and the entire food chain. And David Attenborough was talking about how phytoplankton, these single-celled organisms, are at the, basically, the, the bottom of the food chain. The sun shining light on these organisms allows them to sustain life and produce energy. And they are the smallest creatures that essentially 
so many other creatures eat. These small single-celled phytoplankton, they live off the sunlight. And then there are various filter feeder, like various whales and smaller fish and so on and so forth. They go and they suck all this phytoplankton out of the ocean, that there's an abundance of it in there, countless phytoplankton. They eat it, and then these small fish get eaten by bigger fish, and then you got friggin' whales, and the whale dies eventually, and floats to all the way to the bottom. This huge hulk, like a friggin' school bus-sized creature, floats to the bottom of the, uh, sinks to the bottom of the, of the uh, ocean, a couple miles down, and then these hagfish come up, and they go to town on this fish, and they break down its, its structure. Next thing you know, you know, a couple weeks later, a few days later, maybe, this whale is completely bone. It just picked clean of all this life, of all its tissue, all of its meat, and it's just a bunch of bones laying in the bottom of a, the ocean. All these various creatures at different levels of existence nourish themselves off of that whale, which is essentially at the top of the food chain. And I'm, I'm just telling you all this and bringing it back to the BBC thing, the Earth, Planet Earth series, because, man, we are, are we not trying to cast a little bit of light on the shadow of mere being? Do hagfish and whales and such, do they hope for a better life or a better existence or wonder what's happening in the next life? Do they care? As these... Um, fish lay countless eggs after these these tiny fish sardines feeding on the phytoplankton and when they mate they squirt out eggs and the eggs are bathed in all this semen that the other fish are gonna the male fish are gonna squirt out and all those they show all of these fertilized eggs countless fertilized eggs in the water in the shallows on the rocks as the as the tide goes out and all these creatures from crabs to various fish are feeding on these things there's just countless eggs and there's so many because the forces of competition are so great they know on some level that there's only going to be a fraction of those fertilized eggs that are going to be come life, you know, they're going to live to tell about it. Holy shit, man. It's fucking mind-boggling. I mean, do you think about these things? Do you care? Is life about just going, getting up in the morning and going to work and eating dinner and, and having some, you know, some halfway decent times some smiles, some frowns some sex, some uh, kindness is that all life's about? Just human emotions and our day-to-day -day experiences? We've built friggin' houses we, we've, we've got the internet we've got capable Chinese apparently created this uh, nuclear fusion they created a, a phony star that they can. That's going to be the future of energy. We can capture the sun's rays and store that energy. Elon Musk just created a fucking 
dug tunnels in the earth and it created he refers to like a wormhole you can take your car and slip down a wormhole it'll take you from one side of the city all the way to the other or all the way to the next city and then you can come out of the wormhole emerge from it and just drive off into wherever you want to go can you imagine the future and what we've done I mean do you think about our thinking our pondering the big questions of life and where this all came from and where it's going and how we're going to cooperate to hopefully make the world a better place. Have you considered that this is a finite... You know, I saw another quote the other day. It's talking about how the man's major folly is, is trying to... is that we're trying to and think we believe we can um, withdraw infinite resources from a finite world. Right? You think about all the raw materials that we have on this earth, from timber to water, clean water, um, fish, livestock, agriculture, money, gold, precious metals that make cell phones work. It's not going to last forever, you know? Do we care because we'll be dead in 50 years? Is there some time, at some point in time, are we going to be able to live forever? Would we want to live forever? I'm trying to cast a little bit of light on the shadow of mere being. I hope you're thinking about these things. I'd like to talk to them about you, or I'd like to talk to, the, I'd like to, talk to you about them, and hopefully there's some like-minded individuals out there that finds any of this shit interesting. Um... Listen, fuck faces. Have a good day. <laughs>